What is the thing that we can all do to really support the growth and development of this child and raise their own belief in what's possible? The educational landscape has shifted. The social mobility is very segregated. Therefore, politically, the same thing is happening. The decisions you make around that child's education are of paramount importance. What can we do that would make educators' lives better? How do we make change that you can see in the classroom? They don't have summers off. They're not on a break. Most of the time that kids are not in school, teachers are still working. To impact our urban public schools, to impact the life of a child. We really wanted to elevate the profile of our city as well as elevate the opportunities that exist in education here. I'm Jen Maestas, and you're listening to Miss Education. Today's podcast is going to focus on the idea that teachers need each other and the community that exists in the education realm of San Antonio. And to help me talk about that, I invited a colleague of mine, Joel Harris. And Joel is just an interesting guy. Like he is just, he's so interesting. He has, he's married, he has five kids, which blows my mind every time he says it. And he is still busy doing hard work making education things happen in San Antonio. He knows everybody that you're supposed to know. He just he just does. Um, he's been a school leader, he was a school teacher, and he's leading the charge of bringing a community of educators together in San Antonio. So he and I have spent a lot of time talking through what that might look like and what it what we think it should look like. And that's sort of what our conversation circles around today is what does it mean to be a part of a well-connected educational network? Jen, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to do this. Joel Harris, I um, grew up born and raised Austin, Texas. Started working in education in um, Memphis, Tennessee. Came back here to San Antonio where my wife is from. We have five children and I'm the executive director of City Education Partners. We are a San Antonio-based education nonprofit. Our focus is groundbreaking public schools for San Antonio children. Um, And that means the very best uh, for all of our kids so that every kid has a great teacher and a great school, and we as a city move forward uh, to a new chapter of our future. Um, you know, I, uh, it, my journey as an educator started out as a teacher. I taught grades 6 through 12 in public schools in the southeast, uh, Memphis, Mississippi areas, and I wasn't, I wasn't a really great teacher. Uh, <laughs> I, I should have stayed longer and gotten way better. Um, but I then also had the opportunity to work in developing new school models, and so I had the privilege of opening a public charter school. Uh, but before I did that, I had the opportunity to be part of a turnaround team and turn around a low-performing district school. Um, and so I've sort of seen the, the possibilities on both sides. And in all those situations, I remembered coming home and thinking, like, I'm exhausted. I mean, you're just I, done. Yeah, you're, you come to the end of the day and you're done. And and you're right. There is not. Um, and it, it, but what didn't exist at that time was any sort of outlet for me. Um, meaning, um, I didn't really have another option. Like there was no invitation. Even though you're tired, you could go do this thing with other people you work with. Right. Um, and so I I. I I spent a while working in education, um, both the, at the in public districts and public charters. And then I went to work for a private consulting firm that did work for large urban school districts and state departments of education. Um, and 
in that private consulting firm, there were people who'd come from business, who'd come from accounting, who'd come from all these different uh, uh, um, uh, pathways. And uh, what ended up happening was we socialized in the evenings. Um, we did things that people in the private sector did. And I was like, I'd only seen this on TV. Exactly. Like, I That's didn't know this what? existed. I, I actually didn't know that, it, that people did the things that I thought were cliche on TV. But like getting a drink after you complete right. a project, that was typical. That's, that's that was typical, the norm. Totally normal. Um, and uh, it really opened up my eyes. And, you know, I, I love what you're doing with uh, SALT. And at, at City Education Partners, we're delighted to partner with you uh, because we've, we've spent the last six months uh, uh, running a program called Educate 210. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really exceeded any expectation we had at, uh, from the beginning. Um, and the idea behind Educate 210 is San Antonio is a great place to live and work and specifically work in education, to impact uh, our urban public schools, to impact the life of a child. And um, we really wanted to elevate the profile of our city as well as elevate the opportunities that exist mm -hmm. in education here. So Educate 210 is sort of a one-stop shop, match.com for teachers that are looking for positions in San Antonio. We have a bunch of school districts, uh, public districts, a bunch of public charters that hire from Educate 210. And in 10 minutes or less, someone who's either here um, and not teaching or here in San Antonio and teaching can fill out a profile um, or someone from out of town can fill out a profile. And there's a lot of perks baked in there. There's a um, relocation incentive if you're coming in from out of town and you get a job here. Um, there's a housing incentive if you wanna live in the urban core. Um, and um, so we set a target to get started that we would help uh, recruit and get 30 new people hired in San Antonio. And today we're at 71. That's awesome. The equation that we tried to structure and it's sort of our theory uh, about how to get people here would be to elevate and show on our, the website all the cool things that San Antonio has to offer. We're not the Alamo anymore, y'all. We've got <laughs> lots of cool things to offer that people might be interested in. Don't and, pick on y'all. Uh, and there's 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 nothing wrong with y'all. In fact, that is that that's sort of uh, the trade craft. That's how yes. you know you're a true right. true local. Um, but it, in any case, it was to elevate San Antonio. We got a lot to offer here. It's a really cool city. We got people on bikes, y'all. We got people I on know, scooters on today. Scooters. scooters, scooters everywhere. Um, and so we wanted people to see that, A. Mm -hmm. B, we wanted to simplify the process. You know, there's an author I really like called Donald Miller, um, and he has this great branding um, platform called uh, StoryBrand, and he talks about how when things are complex, you burn calories to try and understand them. Right. And so people don't buy things that are complex and they don't spend time on things that are complex mm -hmm. because you know people don't wanna put forth the energy when they're doing so many other things uh, in the day. Right. And so we tried to simplify the entrance into San Antonio for a candidate who's looking for a position here. And then the final thing that we're working on and we're really privileged to work alongside you on this is create a professional network for educators. Yeah. Because there's no reason that that, that, that an educator shouldn't have a social network here of fellow teachers, fellow educators, ed technologists, 
uh, mm-hmm. people who are in ed leadership to go and grab a drink with, to go and do yoga with, to go and do a book club with, uh, to just meet up and grade papers with. Totally. Um, and I, mean, I think and that there's a it gap It doesn't there. exist. It doesn't exist. It exists in every single other industry. That's so right. you have like the American Marketers Association. You have your Chambers of Commerce. Um, you have the network of young professionals. You have, I I don't know if this still exists, but it used to, The Loop. You have all Mm -hmm. these other organizations, Leadership SAISD, that happen to build networks, but none of that happens that I know of in San Antonio at the teacher and principal level. That is apolitical and unaffiliated. Right. We're really just trying to come together and hang out, (laughs) y'all. That's all we're trying to do. (laughs) Yeah. We don't, I mean, that was the thing too when people would ask me, well, you know, you have two organizations that are big advocacy groups or lobbyist groups. um, And yes, those exist and they fill, they serve their niche, right? Mm -hmm. They provide liability insurance. They provide lobbying. um, And that's fine. They can do that. I, that's not what we wanted to do. We really want to com- create this energy. We want to ride the momentum because there's so many things happening around education in San Antonio. Um, but if you're in the classroom, sometimes you don't even know that it's happening. So we needed a place. I wanted a place where we could all come together and brief each other on, hey, did you know City Education Partners is in the Pearl and they have a co-working space? Because people don't know that unless you are directly connected to someone who is in a Relay Lab school or knows you. Yep, that's right. Uh, they don't know it. So when we tell people, they're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) What do you mean? You can just go, you can book a room. You know, what, I don't understand because it's never happened before. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, that is why we're really privileged to work alongside you guys. And um, the the hope being that if we can address questions like uh, the 22-year-old is asking when they graduate college, which is, where do I want to live? Mm-hmm. Who do I want to work with and what do I want my impact to be? And then what is life going to look like? Um, that's what we're trying to do with Educate 210 to attract people here to answer those questions. Um, and it also doesn't hurt that they meet other people that are about their same age doing fun things. And, you know, uh, you might find uh, someone who isn't just your colleague, but someone you might want to date. You're right. Uh, yeah, matchmaker matchmaker i i love san antonio so much but i i do also think like man people just stay in their zone so you pick a yep. spot to live and then that's where everything you do is and yep. i am 100 percent guilty of that i'm an urbanite i can't help it it's where i live it's where i work it's where i educate um but there are cool stuff hap- there's cool stuff happening all over our city absolutely so i do think like it's important that you have organizations that will highlight different sections of san antonio and bring different bring you out of your little circle or your little bubble to go figure out something else somewhere else with other people um i just I love that idea. Yeah. I don't think we'd get to do it because you're stuck in a grade level or you're in a department right. or you're in one campus. And if you're even slightly charter curious, you're in trouble. If you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I think it's it, the, the, the flip side is probably true too. You know, I don't know that much about the experience teachers have um, when they start teaching in a charter, a public charter, but I know what it's like when you are teaching in a big system, organized. It's like an organized religion. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of want to just break down those barriers and and go outside of our ISD boundaries 
Because I think you know what's happening where you live, but do you know what's happening everywhere else? Because it's all relevant and it's all important and it's all exciting. And we all have the same wish and desire, which is to create a city that offers the best education that anyone could get. Our biggest hope with City Education Partners and Educate 210 and working with you all is to make San Antonio teacher town. The most irresistible city uh, in the country and possibly on the planet for people to come and work in education. Um, There is, we talked about raising expectations, you know, if, if the central focus is on um, blast, helping a child um, blast off into the stratosphere uh, where nothing holds them back, where no gap in knowledge um, or no learning challenge holds them back, um, and that teachers are focused on, 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 on really their craft, a practice where they're constantly getting better where they're, they never arrive, um, they're right. always in pursuit of excellence, mm-hmm. and they exemplify that for children, um, then then we, we begin to change, we begin to shift, and that becomes the norm, where the norm for educators is, uh, I wanna hang out with you so I can learn about what you're doing and how you're getting the student outcomes that you are, because I want that for my classroom. I'm not in competition with you, I'm really just right. trying to learn. Exactly. Um, and I know you're trying to learn too. Um, and that, that families are like that as well. I mean, I'm, I want to be the type of dad that I'm certainly not yet <laughs> that makes it cool to read books and do math problems with my kids before they go to bed. And right. I confess, uh, it's in some of my darker moments, I'm not doing a great job reading to my kids right before bed or doing math problems with them. But I think that we all have... There's this pursuit of excellence that um, that I want more of, um, that I think is is incumbent upon all of us um, mm-hmm. if we are going to truly move forward. You know, you have learning cities, right? You have right. cities that just have a density of museums and libraries and things like that. I talked with somebody who'd moved here recently uh, from New York, um, and is probably well-known developer, um, and. He talked about the fact that this isn't a learning city. Like he doesn't he doesn't associate with people that are going to museums and talking about mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, uh, books that they're reading, films that they're watching, and the social impact of those films, art that they're seeing. Um, I think there are certainly threads, and I'm not at, at all minimizing the great work that people have done to really invigorate the arts and invigorate yeah. the learning community. Um, but I think that that's certainly an area that we can grow. Um, and I, there are some schools, uh, certainly not enough, that are working on exposing children to all the learning opportunities that our city has, because there are a lot. Um, and you know, I think the the big challenge in front of us is not just to hype up uh, what we hope for in our schools, but also provide great outlets. Definitely, and I, I do think that those changes they're completely doable. San Antonio didn't used to be a foodie destination. That's right. And yet here we are. That's right. The best food and restaurant industry wants to be in San Antonio. We have world famous chefs. It didn't used to be that we. I mean. Not that we aren't still, but we used to just be known for tacos. And the Alamo. <laughs> and the Alamo. And both are and still here. Both are still and both here. are and still pretty still, good. I'm sorry, Austin. <laughs> I love you, but you don't know tacos. I the, love you. Tacos Austin. tacos Austin. No, are I'm supreme sorry. here. No. Yes. 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 
<laughs> no Dallas. Yes. San Antonio Taco. So that's also a draw. And in fact, uh, on Educate 210, one of our symbols is the taco. Is it, well, it has to be. It's irresistible. It has to be. And, you know, the debate is real. Crispy or soft. I don't know. They're both really pretty or damn good. Is, or is, puffy. Is, is, is puffy right. uh, yeah, a category? A Absolutely. My point is it didn't used to be a foodie destination right. and yet it is. So I feel like if we can gather the momentum and put the conversations happen, make them happen, then things will also happen. You know, perceptions are going to change. People are going to expect things to be different. And when they see the rate of success that other people who have put in motion plans that didn't used to exist, then then you have FOMO. Then it's yep. like, oh my God, what am I missing out on? I better get I better get back on track. I better go figure out what they're doing um, because I don't want to be left behind. So I think I don't know. I think we are on the right track. You and I, at least. <laughs> oh, well, um, you know, maybe this is just an echo chamber with all the people I, who will totally agree with you. Um, but, um, you know, that's, that's, I think, what we're after on Educate 210. So the idea is that making it simple for people to find, find jobs, that's a difficult process. Hopefully, we're adding some value there and simplifying um, for the people that are looking to hire teachers and the people that are looking for teaching jobs. Um, the other thing is, uh, is really elevating the social atmosphere for teachers. So, like, maybe it yeah. just becomes soon becomes the norm that you have a business card that describes who you are as an educator. Right. Um, there's this. There's a professional network um, of people who like to come together, share about their work, learn together, um, and then go back uh, to their school the next day reinvigorated. Um, and there's a way that our city. Uh, um, elevates the the way that we view teachers. So what if um, at our airport, what if there, there was an acknowledgement for public school teachers? Yeah. Um, there's a, there are a lot of businesses here that will give a discount to a public school teacher if you have your, your teacher ID. Mm -hmm. uh, what if all of them did? Um, and what if the discount wasn't like 10%? What if it's 25%? Right. Uh, this, this, is, this, this one goes out to you, business community. Yes. Um, and, and what if, um, you know, there, there were continual opportunities that differentiated us from every other city and made teaching the most irresistible field? Um, we can't, uh, it, so far, no one has come up with a solution to raise the salary of teachers by $30,000 right. to, to, to really begin to um, compete with the private sector. Um, and a lot of people don't go into teaching for the paycheck. If yeah. you went into teaching for the paycheck, you're in for a rude awakening um, on your, 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 in your, your first paycheck. Right? Because year one, you're like, wow, this is pretty competitive. I'm making $51,000 straight out of college. You're like, yeah, and I have benefits. And and I do have paid vacation. That's right. So, I mean, and that. Off. And some some of the summer some, off, right? Yep. Joel, golly, I'm going to have. Okay, we're going to talk <laughs> privately. Anyway, all I'm saying is when you leave your college classroom, and you land a job that pays you over $50,000 with benefits and paid vacation, that's a big deal. But when you are year nine and you are making $52,000. <laughs> and all the people you went to college with are making are double making, that. Exactly. You're like, that's what, where, what am I doing? Well, what just what, happened to me? That's right. That's right. And and we can't. It, we haven't yet found a way to raise that salary. And uh, there's no shortage of articles and research that that says teachers should get paid more. Yeah. Um, however, my thinking is that a lot of people don't go into teaching for the paycheck. Yeah. Um, and the but there's ways to really celebrate and honor that decision. 
And some of those ways are what we're talking about, which is uh, really expanding and deepening um, the professional network and the uh, citywide um, appreciation and celebration for this this very vital group of future builders. They're really building futures um, really and are. unlocking potentials um, at, that that it plays such a critical role in our city's future. And you know, it is a it is a a, a long runway, right? Mm-hmm. You got 13 years, um, and uh, but but every step along the way is pivotal and you know it, it would be great if when you I, I don't know if how often you do this but i often present to people and i say um hey tell me think right now think right now about a teacher or coach that had a significant impact on your life and almost everyone in just about every room has one person and wouldn't it be great if we got to a place where uh everyone in every room had 12. yeah they couldn't decide which one That's was right. better right it's so important because I think it's not just changing. We aren't just changing the future for that one kid. We're creating generational change. And I, I have seen that in my own family's education story, but I see it in the families that I, I educate in my school district where they're first generation students that are gonna go into college. It's the first time they've finished beyond ninth grade. Um, it's those kind of stories where I think like we're not just changing this one person's life. The parent has sent this student to our school with a hope and a dream That's alive, right. like just alive and thriving that they're going to do a little bit better than this previous generation, which is what my parents instilled in me is every generation gets a little bit better. You, wherever mm-hmm. they stopped, I'm supposed to pick up right. from that point and go forward, right? So it's not even just that we're changing one life, it's that, that the next generation of lives after that one is kind of it's on a trajectory at least of being something different than what it used to be that's right so joel we've spent a little bit of time talking about san antonio but i know you have been in education worlds outside of san antonio right you've been lots of different cities so what have you seen that san antonio is either replicating or should replicate oh wow great question um that's a really big question. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, so there are a handful of things. Um, the great news is that San Antonio is making great progress. Um, I think that there's a rightly placed theory, um, sort of market theory in education, that competition will drive improvement. Um, and that was sort of the theory behind uh, charter schools in the early 90s. And uh, I think to some degree that theory has played out in various cities uh, where there's been a growing number of of public charter schools that have, uh, in some instances, have placed a competitive burden on their district counterparts. Um, And I think that uh, in, in, in just a couple of cities, you're really beginning to see the market share of charters um, force districts to, to operate differently. Um, you know, San Antonio is, is a place where there's an expanding operator base of public charters. There's also a move on the part of uh, some of our urban districts to open um, new schools of choice. Um, SAISD is one of those that has a, a, an expanding portfolio of uh, in-district charter 
options mm-hmm. um, that are still district schools, but they have a certain level of autonomy. And a, a lot of the similar conditions that some of our successful uh, state authorized charter options have. And those, those sorts of innovations where you have both an expanding charter sector and districts that are willing to create new options or exploring new options for families, um, it's in cities like those where you begin to see things changing. Um, I think what, what we talked about previously, that families want a great teacher and a great school. Um, families also want um, unique programs. Right, so uh, the traditional way of doing things um, where you have a K-12 school uh, or you have a K-12 uh, feeder pattern of schools and uh, you know, it's just normal school, um, that's just not really, um, for, for a lot of families, that's just not good enough anymore. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I think there's plenty of, of uh, research out there that suggests that the traditional way of doing school um, is not setting us uh, up for success uh, and for the, the long-term future we want as a country. Well, it's especially not setting us up if we can't afford to keep up with technology right. demands, right? So like, this is what never made sense to me when I was in the classroom and in an administrative role, is even if we're closing schools, we benefit. Because it means that we're going to redistribute the money it was costing us to keep that school open to keep up with the technology demands. I moved from a school that was, they tore the school down and rebuilt it. So it was brand new, beautiful campus. Loved it. Less than 10 years old. Had lots, all of the technology infrastructure was there. Then I got moved to a school that was built in the 80s. And none of the infrastructure existed to even have the technology. Should I win the lottery and be able to provide technology to our students, the infrastructure to support the technology didn't exist because it didn't exist when the school was built. So it just doesn't make sense to me to continue to operate the way that things have operated for 40 or 50 years when the world is 100% different than it used to be 40 or 50 years ago. No doubt. I mean, the question, the original question was around, you know, where we see other cities that are making great gains. And, you know, New Orleans is one where there's just this, you know, huge set of options. Yes. Um, um, There's just so many options. And, you know, it's so interesting that uh, our public school system has been so slow to change right, when, when everything, everything else, else in your life is about speed. options and is yes. about uh, what is the thing that you want? Let us help you find it. Um, obviously, that's a for-profit sort of idea, but it just doesn't make sense for public education to be so far behind uh, the way the rest of the world works, which is lots of options, lots of choices, and those options and choices that people don't want, those those disappear and the options and choices, options and choices that people do want, those are elevated. Um, and so, you know, New Orleans is one of those cities where uh, I think it was a, a few years back, NPR put out a, a, a pretty uh, lengthy report about how they are uh, really making gains. Mm-hmm. Um, you have other cities like DC, uh, Denver, and a handful of others that have just a lot of options for families. Um, and I feel like San Antonio had to go through complete devastation. Yeah. Before they, before they were ready to do something different. So and, and look, we just don't want that to happen in San Antonio. That's right. And and you know when when you have, I think the the thing to keep in mind is it, it might even be a false parallel to talk about 
public education and the private sector. So what's at risk if a store closes in the private sector? Right. It's one or two business owners uh, or yeah. whatever that might be that either have to reorient their careers or whatever. Uh, when you're talking about schools, you're talking about children, you're talking about communities. And so I, I, I don't want to minimize that at all. Um, however, uh, we, we do still do live in a society where people want choices mm -hmm. and people want the, people are seeking relevance. People are, uh, when, when you have, um, you know, 17 to 18 years with your most precious resource, with your, your most prized asset, and you become well acquainted with the burning fuse on a short timeline where at the end of that 18 years, uh, it's sort of all baked in there and that was your investment as a parent and th this child is now gonna be an adult out in the world. The, the decisions you make around that child's education are of paramount importance. And um, you look at the way that child's wired, you look at the ways in which you want to, the, the, the dreams and visions you have for, that, that for, for your child. You talked about um, wanting your children to have a better life than you. Mm -hmm. um, all those dreams and aspirations are wrapped up and whether, <laughs> as parents, yeah, what you're trying to do is not overwhelm the child with no. all that sort of stuff. Um, but but the, the decisions you make about what sort of, wh where they're spending the bulk of their time, right? You know, um, 7.30 to 4.30, that is, th those are their, their prime waking hours where they have the most energy, they have the most creativity, um, and th that's just a really important decision. And when we live in a world that is the world we live in today where uh, businesses want to uh, fail fast and start anew, um, people don't stick in careers for more than three to five years, um, and we have, a, a, in many cases, an outdated school system. Um, if that doesn't change, then we're not preparing our kids right. for the future. And um, that's why I think that there's lots of promise in uh, what we see in other cities where they've really built out lots of new, new model schools mm -hmm. where, and, and provided information to families about how they can find a best fit school. You know, San Antonio really lags behind other cities in terms of the distribution of information about public schools. Right. You know, if you're if you have to figure out if you're moving here today, um, you're moving from Austin or you're moving from some other regional city or maybe it's out of state and you're trying to figure out where to live. You are going to figure out where you got your job. How far is your commute? you are going to ask the question, where are my kids gonna go to school if you have kids? And the person you're gonna to turn to is the realtor that right. you're working with. And I have a lot of realtor friends, and I think they're amazing, and I appreciate them immensely. Um, but they are often hearing from their, the people they serve and the communities they work with about what are what's the level of performance or the respectability of the public schools in right. their areas and, and it's frankly not, it's that's not a great reputation it's that there's no framework to say here's how we can rate the performance of the school right here's what the school offers um, and there's there's no organization around that and so as a city we really lag behind some other cities that provide a wealth of information and democratize honestly mm -hmm. democratize information about schools to families so that they can make informed decisions when they are are struggling. I mean, what do you do when your child comes to you and says, "I just can't take another day in the school," and and you're like, "You'll be fine. Let's get a good night's rest. Let's right. let's have dinner." Uh, and then the next day they come to you and they're like, and "I can't take another day in the school." 
Uh, And I can't take another day in the school. And ultimately, as a parent, you come to a point where you're like, we can't take another day in the school. And so then you're forced with a decision. What are we going to do next? And in San Antonio, figuring out the what are we going to do next is really, really difficult. And and it's crazy. And how are we going to fix where they were? What are yeah, we gonna, that's what right. What are we going to do to solve the problem? And it's such a paradox it, because it really there are great schools in our city. It's just hard to figure out, A, what are the great schools in our city? B, how do I enroll in them? And then C, figuring out the time when you're working, I don't know, how many, however many jobs or however busy your job might be to get your child enrolled there, um, whether you have to be on a wait right. list or whether the enrollment period's passed. Um, and so one of the things that we're doing at City Education Partners is uh, we're working on a citywide school finder, which is a way to... I saw that. It's really cool. <laughs> which is a way to inform all families about all their public school mm-hmm. options. What are all the offerings at that school? What are the extracurricular offerings at that school? Where are those schools located? Are there fees that you need to be aware of? Uh, activity fees? Are there field trip fees? Do the schools offer transportation? Not all public schools in our city offer transportation. Right. Um, and then what's the school? definition of success um, you know there's 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 a state framework um, but there's also ways that schools define success for children and right. sometimes um, that might resonate more with families than a, a state framework we've done a lot of family focus groups about what families are looking for and a interesting story we uh, showed in another city uh, one of these school finder applications it's a web-based resource where mm-hmm. it's sort of like uh, it's almost like carmax for looking yeah. for your next school um, where you can uh, figure out what sort of characteristics you want, you know, maps it for you and shows you where it is, what it offers, and how to enroll. Anyway, we showed one of these uh, tools, these web-based tools, to this family focus group, and one of the gentlemen in the group said, all right, uh, now take us to the San Antonio one. And we were like, no, 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 we're actually, we, we, we want to build that. As, and he's like, no, 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 take me to the San Antonio one. And we're like, we don't it have it. Exist. We don't have it. Um, and, 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 and to me, uh, what I hope for in this is that um, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It elevates uh, the, uh, um, the expectations that we have for public schools. It elevates the, informa- the expectations we have for the way a city informs families about the ways that they can engage in public schools and the, the, really the power they have in their own choice. Right. Um, because it, it, the, the, the thing that is the most threatening about the child that comes to you that says, I can't take another day in the school, and I, it, is, it, it, it is so threatening as a parent because you know that you are responsible for your child's future. Right. And all of the, 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 the guardrails and the framing and the, 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 the things that you put there to really set them free on their own journey, the most critical is the decision you make about where they're gonna go to school. And for some families in our, in our city, um, you can't just move to you an can't. area of the, of the city where there are, there, there are schools that are higher performing because there's a, uh, there's a, a barrier there. There's a financial barrier there. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why I think too, part of the equation has to be how, how do we make sure that those experiences that some students have aren't repeated? You know, even if the student decides, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna find another option for me because another option does exist. How do you go back to the school and say, hey, this this happened, we need to figure out how right. to keep it from repeating. I think when you have systems in place like School Finder and you have systems in place where there is a line of communication from 
parent to educator that there's also a level of integrity that has to exist because it's known. And as long as something goes unknown, it doesn't necessarily ever have to be addressed. Uh, the the uh, sometimes the way it's addressed is the student leaves, yeah. but it doesn't yeah. fix the situation right. that they left. That's so right. I do still I still am so uh, excited about having this community of a place where educators are talking to each other, and it's not just teacher based; it's teachers and principals. Although I will say, principal friends, that you have had much less attendance at our events than uh, teachers. Teachers, come on, principals. I know. Get come out on. We if you are a principal and you are my friend and you have not come to an event, <laughs> we are going to have words. We're going to find you. We're, I know We're where you are. We're going to take work. you to a fun event. <laughs> Even last night, we went to a happy, an educator happy hour. And on the, the human bingo, the human scavenger hunt, one box said, administrator. There was one other administrator beside <laughs> myself. And I was like, where are the principals? I do think that's another silo where principals and teachers, there's this automatic weirdness. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if parents and edu- and teachers and principals were sharing those experiences that make you feel like you need to get <clears throat> out of a situation, that when something's known you and you are a, a person of integrity, you're going to go back and address that little situation but when it's not known you can't do anything about it because you don't even know that it's happening yeah i mean i think that there's uh uh, unfortunately it just exists in the professional world where there's a division between uh supervision hierarchy thing that's right um and 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 to me it's it's tragic uh when the the negative implications of that um play out in public schools um, because I th- I think that the the unstated um, expectation and belief that everybody holds for public schools is the whole intent the whole objective of this whole thing is to give the very best education mm-hmm. and provide the very best future for children it's not about adults right and 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 the and hierarchy and power and authority that's all about adults mm-hmm. it's all about adults and um you know i think that unfortunately that gets in the way and i think that to go back to a, a previous theme that we touched on uh you know the the charter district divide um that's not a child focused divide absolutely um, not it's not it- and 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 i think that the you know, when we reorient our aspirations on uh, a, ch- a child's greatest trajectory, um, then those things sort of fall away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it becomes clear around what is the thing that we can all do to really support the growth and development of this child. Um, and I think that that's, I mean, that's what I, I know I want as a dad when I send my kids off to school, mm-hmm. that I've got a, a group of devoted adults that aren't mired in, in, in their own issues, uh, but are 100% focused on um, the, the steps, the knowledge, the development, the curriculum, the emotional supports, um, and, 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 you know, maybe f- at times firm guidance they're going to help my children really see more than they saw when they walked in the door that are going to dream more than they did previous um, and that are going to expect more um, of themselves 
um, and raise their own belief in what's possible. Um, and, and it takes special adults to do that. It, it takes freed up adults to do that, not concerned with power and authority, not concerned with status and competition. Right. Um, and that's a tall order. I'm not saying it's easy because uh, we all have our own stuff that we have to deal with. Um, but, uh, you know, those are the hopes and dreams that we bring to education. Mm -hmm. I love having this conversation now because, you know, the school year just started. It did. Uh, all the dreams, hopes, expectations, the new backpacks, shoes. That's Every, right. Everything's fresh. <laughs> and, right and we now. just wait till October <laughs> or November. And man, those yeah. are the doldrums. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, we only, you only get one um, Thursday um, on what is it, August 23rd, 2018. We only got one of these days. And right. teachers only have one of these days with my kids. Um, and when I was a teacher, I only, <laughs> back in 2006, I only had one Thursday, uh, August 23rd, 2006, with my right. group of kids. Um, and, you know, life's too short not to make it meaningful and impactful. Um, and our kids are too valuable to not make every moment count. Our teachers are also so valuable. We have Absolutely. to take care of each other. We have to take care of each other and encourage each other and lift each other up and, and teach each other um, and be willing to be taught every single day. That's because right. the work we do is hard, but it's important and it's good work. Like it's just good. What we're doing is good work. That's uh, right. It's, it's important work. It's valuable work. So if you're a teacher, we love, love, love you. Love you. And we have, uh, it, to, to really do that, that great work, balance is pretty important, right? Completely. It's easy to get out of whack where you're, uh, y you can be so devoted to your lesson plans and then your lessons and then your grading that you've got n nothing else to balance your life mm -hmm. um, left. And uh, so the great news, uh, uh, Jen with SALT is, is doing the, the connection with, uh, with educators. Educate 210, we've got a, a free yoga series for teachers. We're going to um, host a book study. Book study. Uh, but it's important to have that in balance because if, if, you're, if, you're, if you don't have that balance where you're getting energized, you're getting some release, um, it's hard to, to keep up that pace yep, and do it day know. in, day out. And no, no summer break will be enough break. <laughs> it's never you, enough of a when break. When you're fried. No. You know, when I was thinking through what I was going to do uh, next in my career, uh, I really... I heard a Bible verse that resonated with me so much, and it was about salt, and that it's in Matthew. I don't know the exact scripture, but it says, you know, if salt loses its saltiness, you can't resalt mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And if you, if if it has lost its saltiness, then it really is good for nothing. Yep. it's not good for the land. It's not good for your food. It's not good for anything. And when I was thinking about creating a network, I had that in my head that yeah. if I lose my saltiness, who, how will I ever <laughs> be resalted? And teachers are salty people. Educators are salty people yeah. because you have to be because no day looks like the other day. Not a single day is the same. You don't have the same group of kids from year to year. You don't have the same leaders from year to year. You don't have the same expectations from year to year. No day looks like the other day. So if you lose that saltiness, then we're good for nothing. <laughs> then what will I do? Uh, well, what, so what Jen, gonna, don't so lose your saltiness. So we can't lose the saltiness. Teachers, don't lose your saltiness. Which is why we created salt. And it just, 
happened to work that San Antonio leaders and teachers spells salt. And I thought that's perfect because that is where my head was that we can't, we can't get discouraged. We can't get overburdened because we're doing the most important work that's in right. our city. We're creating the city's future. We, we can't let other things discourage us. That's right. Um, and that's, that's why we really want our city to be a place where teachers are celebrated. Um, you're really building the future of our city. Um, and, you know, we, I, uh, unfortunately, um, I think oftentimes adults wait too long to take their own personal health into account. And um, uh, you don't want to lose that saltiness. And salt is such a great image. Uh, it, it's something that... Uh, can transform the way something tastes, um, the way that something is presented, um, and it, it's also something that can chemically alter. Right. Um, and uh, so I love that name, and I think that that's, I think that's really uh, um, sort of a, uh, a prophetic way to talk about what teachers do. Um, because they they really, uh, in some ways, uh, most teachers are the salt of the earth. They really are. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and I think that that's our big opportunity here is to make San Antonio the place that where, where, where teachers are, are really celebrated. Uh, we're so excited to partner with you guys. I well, think we're going to do great things. I couldn't agree more. I'm Jen Maestas, and you're listening to Miseducation. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.